Hello, and welcome to Helling Complicated, a supernatural fan cast. I'm Claire, and with me is a very special artist. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Sasha. Uh, you may know me from Tumblr as 22TO22. Um, I'm also the artist who does the, or does, wow, as if it is ongoing, I assure <laughs> you it is not, uh, who did The Leviathans Have the Angel, which is a, a like a ask blog for Supernatural. And one of my favorite ask blogs, like, it is such a standout. Oh my gosh, it is so cool to have you. I am so sorry that it, it took me so long to get to you, but back in episode nine, all the way back almost a year ago, I did an episode about Leviathans and like um, Lovecraft's influence in Supernatural, what little there is. And I did a bit of a um, monologue about how much I love your blog. And it is so wonderful to actually have you here. Oh my gosh, I'm such a huge fan. You're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. I'm, I'm, I, I was really surprised uh, to, to be tagged and called out not once but twice um on on the podcast figured that would that is enough to get me to appear and uh <laughs> attest for the sins that I put into the world. <laughs> it's not well, in a way it is, but like <laughs> delicious, delicious sins. <laughs> I mean that's like the whole point of the blog. Oh my gosh. Um what got you into supernatural? I got into supernatural when I was in college. I had a very good friend. Um, still have this one. This one is is ongoing. Um, I have a very good friend um, uh, named Sam. Uh, you can see their art at Samcat D's uh, with a Z. And uh, she got me really into the show, which was a blessing because I think if I had if I had to get into that on my own, like in like in isolation, it would have warped me beyond comprehension. <laughs> As a person, so I'm glad that I had like like friends to carry me through that and to keep me like at least coherent, if not sane. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Supernatural is truly always better with a friend. Oh my gosh! Mm -hmm. uh, why did your friend get into it? Were you guys like both? What got you to like watch it? Like, were you interested in Castiel and the Angels, or was it like something else that got you into it? Oh, it was Cass. It was Cass. It was Cass. Um, yeah, <laughs> I feel like that. If it's not obvious, it it is now. Um, I was I was really struck by I think I'd seen a uh, like a a clip of that first um, that first meeting with Dean, and was so struck by how what's the word for it like a pillar of marble the guy was how how like unmovable and how just just like it like an arrow knocked you know like so that is a fantastic way to put it. And with like a with like a fucking like like a like a preacher's certainty, you know, just had this like mm. gravitas to him um, that I hadn't really seen anywhere else, and just absolutely enthralling. And like seeing that that faith squidge and move and change uh, over the over the course of the show is like one of my favorite things about 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 supernatural. Absolutely, yeah. Oh my gosh, I know. I was just talking with a friend. Just it really is. It's so easy to fuck up this character, and they certainly do try, but <laughs> just Misha Collins brings some to this character that is totally unflappable and unchangeable, and yet so malleable at the same time, which is so excellent. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's it's so it's so wonderful to see. And so like having having Castiel go to war and stuff, like in the in the later seasons, um, and and try to exercise 
free will in a way that like means something for his family um not just you know the winchesters but for um for angels and, and heaven itself and fuck up so spectacularly so regularly and how how many of the the later like i think the sort of big celestial bad guys are most interesting when they come out of castiel's actions mm-hmm Obviously, I have a huge soft spot for Leviathan Castiel or Leviathan, um, but I also have a huge soft spot for Naomi. Oh my god, me too! Oh my god, you're the only other person I've ever met who likes Naomi. Everybody's always like, why do you like her? I'm like, I like her because she sucks. She's the worst, and I love her so much. Oh, she's spectacular. She's so good. (laughs) She represents all of these things about angels as as like um as a, like a quote-unquote species but as a as a social hierarchy and as like w- what they are supposed to look like within the quote-unquote divine plan right like within heaven the structure of heaven like naomi seems like she rises to power because there is simply like all the other heads have been cut off like Naomi is not supposed to be in the ruler's chair, but she has to because no one else is alive and Castiel is gone. And so <laughs> she gets there and it it makes me feel like she has this this skill set that is like like the brainwashing and stuff and the, the the reconfiguring that she does, like get really getting into Castiel's brain and psyche. It's her first instinct, I imagine, because that was her job to begin with. Because he gets reset early in season four. Like, this is a thing that does, in fact, happen to angels is, other than, like, Anna seeing that and being being horrified, like, none of the, like, the other angels take that in stride. That's just what happens when you deviate too much. It's it, not that it's not a big deal, but that it's normalized. Mm-hmm. And so you take a figure that is, like, that low in the system and you put them at the top and what do you expect them to do? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. You absolutely nailed it. Oh, my gosh. And she's still doing her best, is, is the thing. Like, yeah. everything that she does, she does for her family. It's just that she is such a twisted, awful piece of the machine that shouldn't be where it's at. And, like, to our conception, like, as people, as people who, like, have a fair investment in, like, free will and things like that, we see her as completely monstrous. Whereas, like, the way that she is in, in, in the angel hierarchy, she exists there, you know? Like, yes. Oh my god, you absolutely nailed it. Like, it is so hard for me to describe why I like Naomi. I'm like, I don't know, she sucks and I love her so much. But that is exactly it. She's so, so much more complicated than she really seems on the surface. And I love it so much. She's so fucked up! She's so fucked up. <laughs> and she, she really does give a shit. Like, everything with Samandriel, she gives a shit about that. Mm-hmm. Like, she does a bad job, but she, like, she cares about that so much. It's, just, it's like, I don't know, I... Nothing better than a, than, a, than a good man who does wicked things. I just, exactly. Because if Supernatural is good for anything, it's good for that. And so, you know, see, seeing it, you know, we love, to, we love to see a girl boss win. You yes. know, it's, <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. I know I have a Spotify playlist for Naomi that is just like all Disney villain songs and just all the most evil songs I can think of. Oh, spectacular. <laughs> so, um... Why Leviathan, Cass? Like, what got you? Like, why? What convinced you to make this blog? Because, well, because Supernatural does does two things. Supernatural presents these really compelling and 
strange, tangible ideas, and then immediately throws them in the garbage. And Leviathan has screen like maybe a minute and a half of screen time total. That's a very generous estimate. But just the fucked up things that that Misha does with that performance in that fucking minute and a half is so compelling and so so different from from Castiel, like so divergent from it. And seeing that in in that bodies, like it really does make it feel like a like he's been desecrated. Like there's there's something deeply wrong in him now. And yeah. having having the face of Castiel is such a fuck you to the boys because they do care about him like a lot. At least one of them does, you know, like, <laughs> and the thing that I, I, I wanted so bad was like what they were already doing with it in, um, in the fucking, uh, man who would be King or whatever the episode is called, the one yeah. preceding that, um, is, is showing like Castiel with God's tool set, right? More or less. Like, mm. with the caliber of of ability, as you would think God would. And, like, what he does with it, and what he thinks is just, and what he thinks is good. And how much of that, how much of that is stuff that he learned from the angels, and how much of them you know, he learned from the Winchesters, and how much of it he learned from Anna and himself, and all of this. And, like, really earnestly trying to make a good impression in the world. Um, and doing that uh, with the tool that he understands as, as best through both God and the Winchesters, which is violence. And um, <laughs> coming to that point and having that flip as like the Leviathans take control, and especially given like the rest of um, the season with like uh, with Dick Roman and the sort of like international conspiracy um, that Leviathans actually become, like having having the religious angle on that just completely shunted out, especially when it uh, with with a show that is set in in America specifically is a, a failing. I think like he would have been so yeah. fascinating to have like on the national stage and all of that, or or even just like pushing um, in in the same way that the Leviathans do through like corporations and sort of um, like a capitalistic systemic levels um, to have Castiel. Work your Leviathan working the the God angle, which is so it's like such a root of the show. Yeah. Oh my God. I, oh God. It is so disappointing to think about how Misha clearly was loving this role and he just didn't get to do it. And it's we truly lost something, but that's kind of where you picked up, which I appreciate. And I I really liked. You kind of mentioned that um, there was a sadness and like clearly Cass being a part of the Leviathans and like still having that little bit of himself deep trapped deep, deep down in there. And that's like what you really explored with this blog, which I love so much, like all the horrible ways that Cass is getting tortured essentially <laughs> by this like very sardonic primordial creature that like, I have complained about supernatural having um, villains that just make pop culture references for no, goddamn reason it's very for like the empty the embodiment of nothingness makes spider-man reference it makes no sense but your version of uh leviathan Cass is manages to be both funny without relying pretty much at all on pop culture like there's a little bit of lovecraft in there and we can kind of get there when we get there 
it just makes the story deeper rather than just being like, oh, yeah, Lovecraft, you know, right there. So, like, why did you start in the first place? Like, what was the thing that's like, well, I got to make this blog now? I, I drew, like, some little thing. Um, that's like a portrait of, 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 of them, I think, and put it on my, on my main sort of art blog, this, the sketch blog, uh, which is the same as my regular username, which was 22TO22. And it got a bunch of attention and I was like, oh, this was like fun to make. And this was like, this is still an idea that is like glommed into my like <laughs> cortex. So I may as well do something with it. And like the, the idea of making it, um, like an ask blog, um, I had seen I had seen a, a a pretty good blog for like Loki I think at some point um, that that had kind of a through line with it a, a very light sort of narrative like character arc um, through through the answers and I thought that was that was that was neat and I thought you know I could I could do something with with that medium see 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 what else I could I could make with it and my friend Sam convinced me to you know make a a thing of it, make a, a proper bl- blog for it. Um, encourage me to actually actually do the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, opened it up and got answers and or, or questions rather, and people writing in and and what I really really wanted, which was like a, a place to like vibrate these ideas against each other and like and and talk to people and um and and make these drawings and stuff. And ex- experiment a lot with uh with with the visual style of it, um, and ju- and just fuck around and find out, just see what <laughs> I could do with it, you know? Yeah. Oh my god, the visual style of it is really what sets it apart from like other ass blogs, especially of the time. Like most of them were kind of just you know f- fan art for fan art's sake, uh, people having fun. Uh, there was like some grim dark stuff, but like I never felt like your blog was you know edge lord grim darky. <laughs> It feels like a backhanded cut, but it really was just like, <laughs> I always thought of it as just like, the thing is I wasn't into, lo- I, but I wasn't aware of Lovecraft at the time. And this was kind of my introduction to it in a way. And oh, I know, <laughs> but I, I really like that. It was because it really has that kind of like cosmic horror body horror, especially aspect to it. And there was just like, Oh, it was such a horror that I couldn't quite comprehend at the time. And I just loved it so much. It was like, this is the horror that I'm looking for in my life. Oh my gosh. Wonderful. (laughs) What kind of medium did you use for it? I was actually looking at the blog today and it looks like you did like, I'm guessing here, but like ballpoint pen on paper and then would like scan it and then color digitally. Am I correct? Or yeah, that's precisely it. The other detail of it. I did a, um, a tutorial for how to how to draw Leviathan cast in the style at some point on my main blog, I will have to dig up that link. It gives a little, little tongue in cheek, ridiculous thing, but uh, but one that that a couple of people like actually went through with and, and sent me pictures of their of their Leviathan cast, which I just fucking print and put on my fridge and just admire for forever. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's yeah, it's 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 well put pen, and I use my non dominant hand to draw it. Um, really, that's cool. It, yeah, because my my dominant hand is too controlled. I and and I have a tendency of of drawing from the wrist there, um, which means that like I can get small details and precision out of it, but it's a lot more silted. I don't have as much swing to the gesture. It's not a, the 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 lines don't move as much basically. Um, and because I have absolutely no finesse in my non dominant hand, I'm left handed, so this would be my right hand. Um, I have to draw with my entire arm, which means that the pivot point is way, way further up. It's it's in it's in my shoulder. So the gesture of it, the arc of it, is a lot 
more fluid and and tends to be a lot more erratic um which is which is why like the lines are so much wilder and so much more expressive um than than like my main stuff which is which tends to be a little bit tighter that is so cool i never would have thought of that oh my gosh that is really cool (laughs) what other like inspirations did you use for like that style or you know just a blog in general well, to be to be honest, I feel like part of part of the the sketch it is, was because I I adored um, Thimbling's style so much. <gasps> Same. <laughs> I I couldn't eat it directly. I couldn't like copy it myself. Like that 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 is still beyond me. Um, but what I, what I can do is 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 take that that scribbling idea, and um th- or that that sketchy idea and and uh, port it into my own gross little corner. Um. And make something out of out of it with that. Um, a lot of the color stuff comes up out of like concept art. Um, mm-hmm. I, I went to school for uh for for digital media. Um, for for concept art and comics specifically. And um, and so uh that kind of the dark gradient background and then the color coming up out of that in order to indicate where where light and texture is, um, is a thing that like comes out of my understanding of painting, um, especially of like like oils and things like that, um, and especially comes out of uh, like digital art, trying like a- applying that to really quick um, like concept art, which is uh, a thing where the the faster you can go, the better, because you're just trying to get as many ideas down as possible and get the get the idea into a place where someone else can look at it and be like, oh, I know what texture that is. I know how to model that in 3D or whatever it is. Or like, oh, I know what texture that is, but I don't think it's the right texture. We should go with something else, right? It's this sort of di- disposable um, medium. And so that, that's that's where all that comes out of. And it's very, very important uh, that both of these are as low effort for me as possible, because then <laughs> I will actually do them in like a couple of hours and not like and not get bogged down into the, oh, this has to be perfect. This has to be perfect. This has to be perfect. Oh, yeah. I, I absolutely get that. I am not a very good artist, but I get bogged down by that, too, so badly. Jesus Christ. Yeah, maybe I'll give that that dominant hand thing a try. Maybe it'll help me <laughs> reach a breakthrough. <laughs> It's it's wild. You have to you have to kind of learn to love whatever ends up on the page. You have to be like, oh, that that line's wonky as hell. But there's something interesting about that about that curve, like, and and sort of chase whatever chase what you love out of it. And then, like, even even if the end result is like a super weird looking hat or something, like that, it's a super weird looking hat. Like you could have done that. You couldn't have done that any other way. Like clearly, a lot of people love the blog and like love the art style and what doing that experimental style brought to it you know it it did okay (laughs) (laughs) well i was a big fan i think you i mean do fans like still reach out about the blog because i there is like fan art on there and like i remember a lot of people were pretty big fans of it like back in the day yeah it was it was really wonderfully generative um i i'm 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 so pleased that that it like it caught people's attention and imaginations and they wanted to to play too you know um I don't get as many messages as I used to, which is like okay and also good um, because again, I'm not updating this blog again. Um, but it's it's always fun when somebody finds the blog uh, after after a long time and just like like I get like all the notifications of them going through like cr- chronologically the blog and stuff. I I, I went through it before we started recording because I was like, uh, it's been like, I think literally 10 years yeah. since I did this. So I should probably brush up on what the hell I did. And some, some of the, um, 
some of the links don't work anymore. Some of the images uh, are just absolutely gone, which is a, a shame because I liked I liked most of them. Yeah, you had a you made like uh, a game or uh, you made two games for this blog, yeah. I did, yeah. Well, one of them's more of just like an interactive picture, and the other the other is a, a full ass game. Um, so the the first is a um, is a thing called Come and See, which is a uh, a very 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 large image that I did of the Leviathan's true form, and it's in probably the lower five percent corner of of the picture is is Castiel looming over um, Jimmy Novak's daughter. As a as a um uh, an answer to uh like whether or not Leviathan had 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 gone to see her or whatever, so in the rest of the picture is Leviathan's true form, which is this writhing mass of a thing with like hundreds probably of these like eel cable creatures, um and all like sort of pushing it into and out of each other and eating each other and coming out of like eyes and things like that and scattered in it are like little little elements of what Castiel uh might have been um like wings and like and face masks and skulls and there's a um at at the at the very bottom of one of the curves is is the uh is is baby is the car just just absolutely wrecked um and this was a this was a thing that I did to as a stress reliever during finals um I would I would load up this enormous uh, PSD and just draw a bunch of squiggly, awful creatures writhing into each other, um, <laughs> just to do like a little square of that. Oh, I love that! Yeah, and the I, I got I got Sam to um, to implement it in Flash so that you could see the whole thing um, section by section, so you could like zoom in and pan around and stuff. But it doesn't work anymore because Flash has been retired. Yeah, and that happened with um your the actual game Beloved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did, which was a a game that I made with my brother uh, Calix, who is uh, an actual like makes games for a living. Um, is a game designer. We made it in like two months, I think. Um, it's a uh oh, how do I describe this thing? Um, I do have a video of it somewhere um, on on YouTube. Probably the only artifact artifact of this game that exists anymore. Oh, if you can find it, send it to me, and I can include a link, maybe. Absolutely. Um, so it's uh, it is a two D kind of thing. Um, you uh, you play as the Leviathan in uh, in space at the beginning of time, um, and it is uh, a dance that you you do. You like click around, and you are always in the orbit of this this sort of luminescent black hole. Um, and when you click away from from the black hole, the the it like it sort of follows you, and you sort of dance this way. And you have this this gravitational pull between the two of you that you you use to like slingshot across this this sort of paper map of the universe that is that is still being made, that is that is in fact procedurally made um, in in the back end. And while you are dancing across the universe, there's this like poem that the Leviathan is telling you. Basically, it's a, uh, it's it's the Leviathan's telling you about beloved, about her. And when you when you cross the the sort of luminescent black hole, it it gives off a little a little ping. It gives, it actually gives off the same symbol that is used um, in the show to open the gates of purgatory in the first place, and um, it makes it makes the, the the black hole burn a little brighter. Um, and if you get if you get it to burn bright enough, then it punches through the map 
and you get to see the back of it. Um, and on the back of it is this enormous creature, is this an the enormous body that is all like tentacles and bone and wings um, and thorns that is beloved is the actual form of beloved that that, that cannot fit on the screen that dwarfs Levi Leviathan by an order of magnitude. Yeah. Oh my god, that is so incredible. <laughs> I remember uh, playing a bit of it. I don't think I finished the game unfortunately because I had, <laughs> I also was probably busy with finals. But mm. well, I can tell you the end of it easily. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Every every time that you pass into into the back of the map and then back to the front, um, there are two things that happen. Leviathan gains a little bit of mass um, and becomes uh, thereby a little bit more powerful in those slingshots, and these sort of nebula start exploding. These 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 um, supernovas start happening, which which can push uh, the both of you. And there's another another slight detail, which is that you can you can just eat stars. There are like little stars in the world, and if you go over them, they tear out, out of the paper and stuff. It's just a cute little thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, the thing is, is if you ever like go off the screen, if Beloved ever leaves the screen from you, then you lose her and you cannot get her back. That is where the game ends. When Beloved is torn from you in that way, when you when you lose her, then uh, the, the Leviathans are are captured by God. And the the thing that um, that this is meant to sort of communicate is that um, Leviathans cannot reproduce because they're one of the genders, right? There are two of them at the start of the universe. There's Leviathan and Beloved, and together they can make more of themselves, but they are separated, at, at least in, in sort of the biblical myth, um, by God at the beginning. And oh so so Leviathan is extremely angry about this for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> and in in the blog, Beloved actually, in in my head, um, has grounds within the like the supernatural canon. She's there's a character in that show who is beloved. Um, and I, God, I can't remember her name. Oh yeah, she shows up kind of end of season six, and she implies that she is what came through when Lovecraft and the others did like this ritual. Yes, I believe exactly. Yes, yes, okay. and it's her blood that opens the door to to purgatory. Yeah, I did not know that. That is so cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> of course, the irony there of of uh, Leviathan coming into the world looking for their beloved who died in order to open the gate in the first place. Yeah. And the the image of uh, of Beloved as Cthulhu, which is basically the... God, I hope you... If you're listening to this, you've already been through the blog, because this is, this is just me just showing all <laughs> of my, my behind-the-scenes notes and stuff. It's just... Yeah, if you read it first, then I'll come and spoil the rest of it for you. It's fine. Um, but the, the, like... Those, like, artifacts and things um, being... Like not out of not out of the question for re representing beloved, like being um, one form, one one image that that she took with uh, with the with the world at large. Um, uh, especially especially given um, God, I wish I could, I could remember her name. Um, especially given she's like a professor or something. She like here I can she, I can do it. I can find it, please. But she like she like collects artifacts and stuff they get they get the the fucking excalibur from her like she's in the world she enjoys the world 
and I I had a I had a post at one point like implying that Leviathan could could speak to uh to dreamers and stuff um through fishers in the world um and that the border of purgatory being one that is sort of permeable not it, it is not a thing that they can pass through there are no no doors in purgatory for the, the things that belong in there but um but it is a thing that they can sort of whisper through and sort of vice versa I imagined that is so oh my gosh this is like answering like so many of these like. I have had questions about this blog for, you know, 10 years now and that I've always just been like, God, oh, I wish I could have seen like the end of this and like what all it was like leading. This is like answering all my questions. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was going to ask like Leviathan and Kulu, Cthulhu was implied had a relationship. I never connected that her beloved and Cthulhu are all the same thing. Cause I was always like, okay, Cthulhu and, and but wait, but I'm, Hmm. I was always a little bit, Oh my gosh. My mind is blown right now. <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. I recently played um your other game that was like a it's a text game. Ah, uh, you will surely go mad. Yep. Yes, 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 yes. Do you want to talk about that one at all? Sure. Yeah, I'm happy to. That this one you can't actually play because it was built in Twine and Twine is still supported and it's on itch.io and it's very worth it. Thank you. Um. So you will surely go mad is a uh, a body sh- sharing simulator. Um. It is uh, a single step removed from the main Supernatural canon. If you if you haven't watched a single second of Supernatural, you can still play. You will sure, surely go mad, and it will make sense to you. If you have watched uh, more than a single second of Supernatural, my condolences. But you will get a lot more <laughs> out of. You will surely surely go mad in in that sense. Um, you play as an acolyte who is uh, is sort of in this in this like Leviathan cult, and you. The thing that you want more than anything is to, is to beca- become like them, to become a host. And the game is about how that relationship develops and how that physically changes you and how you experience it. Yeah, it's extremely body horror, which oh, I love it. Extremely, extremely. It it was it uh, originated because I was, I was doing like a lot of tag rants and um. And I was like enjoying what I was writing a lot, and um, I f- I forget how that made the jump from from that to like a a full proper game. I think I just wanted to make a game about something, and decided that like giving that an an actual format, like an, an actual like um, a way to experience it that wasn't just kind of you know reading it on on Tumblr, which is its own medium. I'm not gonna gonna bash that for absolute sure, but um, but having it be something that is a lot more interactive and stuff that I could like. For one, to kind of teach myself Twine, um, and, and if you are if you are interested in making games, Twine is a really beautiful place to start because um, it's like a lot of the things that uh, other code languages will abbreviate down to like a couple of letters. Twine will just long write it, and so it's a very approachable, very understandable language to to start with. Um, and so I I use it to to, to te- teach myself and um, and do a bunch of like. Uh, weird tricks with the text and weird like um, branching uh, concepts and things like that. And it's, I would say that it has a number of vignettes in it that I'm still really proud of. I would not say that the end is particularly anything at all. Um, it is, it is just for the game stops. Um, <laughs> but I do, I do stand by. I still, I still do uh, enjoy a lot of those scenes and things like that. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a fun little romp. Yeah, I really recommend playing it. I had a lot of fun playing it. I 
there were some parts that I was just like, I had like was messaging uh, a friend of mine, like, dude, you got to play this game there. Like, I w- <laughs> wish I could have explained like how cool it was to them. And it's like, well, I have to like, oh, it's too many words to actually explain how cool it is. But there would be points like where you have like a highlighted text and you click on it and it like chains and you click on it. It changes and changes. It changes the answer until it's just a black void. And it's like, Oh, that's so perfect. I love that. <laughs> that's lovely to hear. No, I'm, <laughs> please. I have very few people have talked to me about this game. So I'm just, I love the feedback. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad I could share. It's just, Oh, I just love so much of your, it's amazing. Um, what is your current relationship to Supernatural then? Did you, were you tempted to come back for like the finale, like the confession and all that? Or did, did that like scare you off even more? No. <laughs> My, oh God, that was, that was such a singular experience. Um, it was like, it was like someone I had been dating had promised to make me a steak while we were dating. <laughs> and then we broke up and I moved. And six years later, that same person came back to my new address with a stake that they had dug up out of the ground because that's where <laughs> they had planted it at the time and was like, here it is. This is for you. <laughs> yeah. That is a very, very accurate description. <laughs> I don't know how to process that at all. <laughs> I think that's why so many of us came back because we are all processing it together. (laughs) Just figuring it out. Yeah. What a nightmare. I stopped watching when Naomi died. I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Y'all don't know what you have. Absolutely. I was not far off. She actually came back apparently, but like, she's kind of a good guy. Ugh, no, thank you. I'm intrigued, but I'll look it up on YouTube or something. Yeah. Um, so for your art in general, like, what inspires you? Like, what got you into drawing? Um, I got into drawing because, uh, it was a thing that I could beat my brother at doing. <laughs> he was older than I was and better at everything. And I was like, ha ha, ha ha, I got a compliment from my dad. You didn't. Ha 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 ha, I'm going to make this my living now. Oh my so, god. You know. <laughs> There is a post that all art is fueled by either horniness or spite. <laughs> so I think spite is the one here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm also spite. Um, yes, it's, it's powerful. <laughs> is there any other like uh, other sources of inspiration that like you you come back to and it always like gets you gets your blood going, getting ready, getting you ready to like draw again and stuff? Oh God, or write write as well. Ooh, that's a hard one for some reason. I, I can't I can't make something like the Leviathan's had the angel and not he- have just a, a huge gaping soft spot for uh for Goya. Oh oh my god, absolutely. Very very little in the world goes harder. Absolutely, especially like he's yeah he did Saturnating his child right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I read this might be apocryphal because I just read it on the internet, but I read that um that. That painting was not named that. It was just painted on his wall in his house. Yeah, I heard about that. I dare to say whether it's true or not, but I could believe it. I could believe that nobody would put that in the museum back in like the what eighteen seventeen hundreds. Not not just that it was never like published in that sense, but that it was on like a private wall. Uh, it was never meant to be published. It was just a thing that he painted for himself. You know. Yeah, that's. 
extraordinary. I know. I have a really unique relationship with that painting. I had a, I guess this is just a little change. I had an English teacher who just wanted us to learn how to analyze things. So she just put the painting on the dash, on the, on the blackboard and was just like, all right, start analyzing. And for like a full like hour and a half, we just had to sit in front of this horrible, awful, beautiful (laughs) painting. And by the end, we're like, this is really sad. I really like this painting now, actually. Yeah. So I have a huge soft spot for that painting in particular. And just going in general. You. <laughs> he did. He gets to, yeah, he really gets to you once you've like, give him a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, what do you work on now? Nowadays? Nowadays. Um, well, I've, I've, I've made the jump to an, a hobby that is uh, equally as indulgent and nerdy, which is tabletop games. Um, I am an, an indie designer. Um, if you if you check out, you will surely go mad. You you will see the rest of my the rest of my stuff. I've done a, b- a bunch of different things. Um, most notably, I guess, uh, is a a game called Spindle Wheel, which is a tarot like interpretive storytelling game. Um, and you take these uh, these cards that are all sort of archetypal, um, and uh, so there are cards like the Fool or um, or Godless or Tin Penny or what do you know, Leviathan? Yeah, <laughs> and each of them has a little a little couplet on uh, either side that kind of gives you uh, an upright or an inverse. If you're familiar with with tarot, this sort of idea of these like dichotomy of this idea, two sides of the same coin, often, um, and you use that as uh, as inspiration to to tell a story with your friends. Just the the art by itself is so gorgeous. I think I might actually have to buy this game. It looks so cool. Wonderful. Yes, thank you. <laughs> It'll be like the second tarot-inspired like game mechanic thing I'm gonna buy in like the past month. Hell yeah! Listen, it's a good, it's a good basis. It is. Who can say no to tarot? Like truly, besides you know wingnuts. <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing about tarot is that it's so much of it is um is reflection it's it's what you see in the cards is is one bespoke to you and two in conversation with you it's like it's whatever you are drawing out of the cards and and with your own experience and your own like your own taste and so like especially with it with a um a, a medium like tabletop which is so so social and so collaborative like being able to present your ideas on a hook like that in in a way that it can be uh, meshed with other people's ideas on the same card, um, much less the rest of the game. Like, it's so useful. And also, the feeling of, of flipping a tarot card to get a, an answer is, is oh, it's so juicy. It's so, it's so compelling. Um, I know I've used that word like four times. Eat me. Like, it's, it's such <laughs> a, like, good feeling, especially when the card is bad, which it often is. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, if you see a tower. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, you see that that ten of swords. Oh, it's going to be a bad day. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I know I did a tarot reading for New Year's, and now I'm, like, really interested in tarot again. It's fascinating. It's so It's so fascinating. And they're also so beautiful. Just... I just want to collect tarot cards just for the art. They are there's so many beautiful decks out there. I don't have enough money for all of them. <laughs> it's sickness. It's an addiction. You it'll get you. Yep. <laughs> like those things are like seventy dollars for a deck is a very reasonable price, and it's just, yep. it just keeps going. Yep. <laughs> you got you gotta have some vice, you know. 
it's just human nature. So it may as well be something that, that is that is beautiful and and meditative. You know? Yeah. Beauty is worth any price. <laughs> as long as it's not detrimental to your health. <laughs> And I mean, now that now that supernatural is over, uh, you gotta you gotta get your hit somewhere, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, do you have any you of the week? Oh, why didn't I think of this? Oh, oh it's no! okay. Just look around your room and be like, um, AU wear this. That's what I do every every fucking week. I mean, this okay. This this also fe- feels unfair because I did I did do several AUs already. You know, the Leviathan's Happy Angel <laughs> is an AU where Supernatural actually like delivers on half of the shit that it does. But but God, I'm 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 gonna throw one in here for for my best friend Tor, who I met through through Supernatural. Um, uh, which is a hundred acres of go fuck yourself. Which is <laughs> hey, it's 2022. You know what's public domain? Winnie the, Winnie the Pooh. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. So <laughs> supernatural Winnie the Pooh AU. Yeah. Love it. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Which one would cast would be like rabbit, I think, easily. Yeah. That or the owl. Oh the, the owl's a good one. The owls are uh, a good pull. Yeah. Oh my god. Just just really all oh, but if it's mm-hmm. the if it's the Russian production of Winnie the Pooh, Vidipa, oh my god. If you have not seen if if you've not seen this, like look it up on YouTube, it's it's so charming and strange and so good. And Rabbit in it is so it's so different, it's so reserved, and it's so funny. I definitely gotta check that out. I'll include a link to it in the show notes. I gotta Huh. <laughs> you gotta. You gotta. And Vidipa is so funny. It's, it's like he's just like a like a coconut. He's just this like tiny brown scrappy piece of fur that like comes into your house and eats all of your food. It's so good. <laughs> his, his voice is so like scratchy and 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 ah, uh, he's so charming. It's oh great. my gosh, that sounds really cute. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, my AU of the week is, I guess I'll just do my Princess Bride AU. I wanted to write a Princess Bride fanfic long time ago. I actually have a draft for it somewhere. And oh, it's notable because it is so outdated because the uncle and the uh, nephew, and he's like telling the story to the nephew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In my version, it's Chuck telling the story to Ben because Chuck is dating uh, Lisa and he's like trying to get oh Ben to like <laughs> and that's mostly like the reason I like it. I'm like yeah 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 Dean and Cass kiss whatever but this part this part's the fun part I get it's to so do this fun good. dialogue of like a boyfriend trying to convince this kid to like them that's that's tremendous I love that so much I should pick it back up again I really want should. to I should <laughs> I have a lot hmm. of fix I need to pick back up um this has been Helling Complicated. You can find us at Helling Podcast on Twitter, Helling Complicated on Tumblr and Facebook. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed this. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Boy, howdy, do I ever. You can check out uh, Leviathan's at the Angel at tumblr.com slash I don't remember what how Tumblr blogs have, hey god, Leviathan's have the angel dot tumblr.com. That's yes. how that works. Um <laughs> Uh, you can check out all my games at 22to22.itch.io. You should check out Spindlewheel. It's really good. Um, I I played a, a game yesterday and was like, wow, this is like, it's it's wild how I made this specifically to shore up my own like troubles with role playing and make make it easier for me to tell a story. Weird. I should use this more often. So give it a shot. See if you like it. I think you will. Um, and uh, so there's that. You can check that out. Um, 
on 22to22.h.io or um, at uh, tcabbage.com slash spindlewheel. Tea as in the drink, cabbage as in the cabbage, and spindlewheel <laughs> like the thing that you make thread on. Fantastic. You're like one of the only people who actually like had things to plug. Bo always is like, do not find me. I Don't talk to me. I don't want to be seen. <laughs> and meanwhile, I put my whole ass out there. Do not speak to me. Absolutely not. But please do, <laughs> do support me and my work. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely deserves the support. Please, please support them. Their oh, their work is incredible. Um, Misha Collins, please come on the show. Tell us what you would have done if Godsdale got to fucking stay around a little bit longer. What Leviathan cast would have been like a whole season of that. Would have loved that. Tell me if you've ever seen this blog. That would be interesting. Oh, nightmarish. Here's the thing, though. Misha Collins has, in fact, paid me for work because I did. What? Uh, I did um, advertising for Gish West one year. Oh my god! Why did you lead with that? Oh my god! That is so cool! <laughs> That's just a little stinger. That's a little, little bonus at the end. Alright! Oh my gosh! Uh, well, have a good day, everybody, and carry on, my wayward kids. <laughs>